Should the Detroit Pistons copy the Denver Nuggets blueprint on how to build a contender? We're going to talk about that in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockdownNBA. When you enter promo code LockdownNBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every single order. Today's episode is a mailbag episode. I'm answering all the questions that you guys sent in. And three of the main questions, if you're watching on YouTube, you will see on the side of the screen. But to give you guys a preview of three of the main questions we'll be answering, uh, obviously, the opening segment will be should the Pistons copy the Denver Nuggets blueprint on how to build a contender? Next question. That would be a main topic. What are the Pistons' offseason plans? And then lastly is, are the Pistons going to go after or should they go after another first-round pick? And there's plenty of other questions as well that we'll answer throughout today's episode, so stay tuned for all of that. But the first one we're going to tackle, like I've mentioned already a few times, and this was asked by someone on Twitter, Chris Mikesell. Um, he says, do you think that the Detroit Pistons should take the Denver Nuggets approach, approach, get a core and a coach they like, let them grow together, and then add a piece like Gordon when they are ready to compete? So if you look at the Denver Nuggets roster, their main guys, Nikola Jokic, drafted by them, Jamal Murray, drafted by them, Michael Porter Jr., drafted by them, and then they made some key additions like Aaron Gordon, like KCP, like Bruce Brown. Um, so those that, that's how they, they built it. With their main core being, their main core being people they drafted, developed, and watched flourish, and that is, I feel like, the Pistons' best way of getting back into contention and being a, a legit NBA contender in a few years. They are going to have to hit on their draft picks. They're going to have to develop these draft picks, and they're going to need one of these guys. Obviously, the Denver Nuggets have a two-time MVP. They're going to need one of these guys who a lot of us believe is Cade Cunningham. They're going to need to develop Cade and see Cade flourish into that type of player. Maybe not a two-time MVP, but a top player in the entire NBA, MVP caliber type of player. They need to see him develop into something like that. And then some of the other guys they're drafting around them, they need to be able to develop those guys too to be a good sidekick, to be a good role player, to be to be good players throughout the roster for them, just like the De- Denver Nuggets did. And then, I mean, it kind of... The Denver Nuggets went out and made some key accusa- uh, acquisitions, like an Aaron Gordon, when they felt like their young guys were ready, when they felt like the guys they had spent time developing and spent time uh, and resources in, when they felt like those guys were ready to take that next step, they went out, and that's when they started going after guys. They went out and, and spent some assets on getting Aaron Gordon. They spent some money to go get a veteran in KCP. They spent some money to get a high-level role player in a Bruce Brown. So I think that's a, I, I think it's a good, good blueprint to try to follow. 
if you're the Detroit Pistons. Um, but it, I mean, it's easier said than done. Obviously, if everyone could just build like the the Denver Nuggets, everyone would. All right, like everybody would. But it's hard. You need to be able to get that main guy. Like that's how it happens. You have to get that main guy. And you know, we'll see if Kay Cunningham becomes that. But if they can, yeah, I mean, building like the Denver Nuggets is pretty cool, and it's probably the Pistons' best route to success. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's fair for Pistons fans to look at the Nuggets and how they've built and where they're at, and say, "Hey, I'd like to see the Pistons get there." Um, I, I think that's fair to say. So let me know what you guys think about that. Um, but let's get into some of these other questions. Um, this one is from Under Ball Sports. It says, "Which Detroit Piston would benefit the most from being on another basketball team?" You know what's crazy is that if we're talking about right now. With this roster that they had this past season, who would have benefited the most by being on a different team? My answer might be Cade. My answer might be Cade Cunningham. If Cade Cunningham was on a different team with spacing, with good players around him, that enabled him to be the primary guy, that enabled him to be the face of the franchise, that made sense around him, a roster that made sense, a lineup that made sense around him, Last episode, we talked about all the disrespect Kay's been getting. That probably doesn't happen if he's on a different team with that kind of structure and that kind of roster around him. So, I mean, I mean, some of these other guys, I'm sure, like, if you were to take, um, I don't know, like an Isaiah Livers maybe and put him on a, on a, a better team where he could just play his role, 3 and D, maybe he gets a little better. Um, Boyan, maybe Boyan gets a little better if you put him on contender. Um I don't know. I think Cade, honestly, is the real answer. I'm sure some people were expecting me to go with a role player. But I think Cade probably is actually the answer for this question. So um, that would that would be who I'd go with. Um, next question is from Will McDowell. says, what are your thoughts on going after Jeremy and Cam Johnson in free agency? It looks, free, it looks feasible if they opt out of Burks and trade Bagley. Would you do it? Do you think it has crossed uh, Troy Weaver's mind? Um I don't think that's realistic. I don't think they're going to get both those guys. I don't even know if they'll get one of those guys. And like you mentioned, in order for them to even have the cap space to do so, they would have to get out of Burke's contract. They probably would have to either trade Bagley or Boyan and then not take salary back. They'd have to make sure they're not taking anything back and to you know uh, to fill that cap space so they can then go out and make those signings. So, no, I don't think it's possible or feasible that they could get both those guys, nor do I think they probably want to get both those guys because they're going to have an incoming pick that's probably going to be a three or a four. And if you get two veterans, you're kind of stunning that dude's progress. So I don't think they'll get both of them. Um, But I've said for a while that I think Cam Johnson should be the Detroit Pistons' main target in free agency. Even though he's a restricted free agent, I think he should be their main target. Uh, We'll see if they go after him or or what. So... Um, but I do not think getting Cam Johnson and Jamie Grant is feasible at all. I, I don't think it's possible, really. Um, but that's enough questions for the opening segment. When we come back, what are the Detroit Pistons' off-season plans? What are they trying to do for this next season? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Bird Dogs. You will look better and feel great wearing bird dogs. Their stretchy fabric will make your legs look great and they're comfier than any other shorts or pants. They'll give you the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants on a golf course, to a meeting, a date, 
or hanging out with friends. They're so comfortable. They're stretchy. They're again, I can't emphasize any more about how comfortable they are. And really, they have a bunch of a, a ton of versatility of where you can wear them. Again, you can wear them to a sporting event. You could wear them to a date. You could wear them to a meeting. You can wear them going out to the mall with your friends. Like they're extremely versatile. They're extremely comfortable, and they fit really well. Dave Portnoy does pizza reviews wearing bird dogs and talks about how he hates the pizza, but his legs look great in bird dogs. College football nerds said they are the perfect pants for dads that have a little extra gut. Bird dogs make them look great and feel comfortable. Part of my take host, PFT famously, never wears pants. But the only shorts he truly does love to wear are bird dogs. So go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA, and when you enter promo code LockedOnNBA, they're throwing a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Again, go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. When you enter promo code LockedOnNBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dog Yeti-style tumbler with every order that's at birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Um, so a lot of questions that I got when I you know, I said we're going to be doing a mailbag podcast. Send me all the questions you guys got. Um, a lot of the questions that I got... Basically, we're saying this same thing, just in different type of ways. And the question was, what is the Pistons' plan this offseason? What are they trying to do? What's their hope for next season? What are they building towards next year? What's their plan? What's their vision? Do they have a vision? What should we expect them to do this offseason? Like, that was the main questions. Or not the main questions, but I got those type of questions a lot. Over and over and over and over again. And the, the tough thing about it is that I have no clue. I don't have an answer for you guys. Because we haven't, been, we haven't gotten transparent answers, in my opinion, from this, from this front office, from uh, this organization, about what exactly their plan is for next season. Is it to trade you know, some of the vets and get some more picks and, and, and try to add to the young core? And, and, and develop these young guys? Is it to trade some of the young guys and then go after a, a, a win-now type of player? Is it to do that? Is it to make this fifth overall selection with upside in mind? Is it to make this fifth overall section or selection with floor in mind, a guy that can come in and impact immediately but maybe not high upside? Is it to trade the fifth overall pick for a guy who's ready to win right now? Is it to trade the fifth overall pick, move back and get multiple picks to add to the young core? What, what are they doing with the head coaching hire? Are they going after a guy who can help them win now and, and, and will, should help them win more games now? Or do they want to go with a head coach that can kind of grow and develop with the young guys at the same time? Like, what is the Detroit Pistons' plan in the offseason of 2023? I, 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 oops, I'm sorry, I hit the mic. Um, but I don't have the answer for you. I, I, I seriously don't know because we just haven't been told. I know last year they told us that you know, they wanted to be good that last year. They wanted to take a step last year. And I told you guys in the offseason, that was a bunch of BS because the moves that they were made, that they had made, signaled that that was not going to be the case. And I know that Cade only played 12 games, but in those 12 games, they were 3-9. and nine. When he was off the floor, they were the, I think the numbers were saying they were like the worst offense ever 
with Cade off or like the worst on off ever. The team was not good. Even if Cade was healthy, this team did not make sense. They didn't have functional lineups half the year. They didn't have lineups they could put on the floor that made sense. They made trades for God. They made a trade for James Wiseman that signal that they would want to take more time developing because he's a guy that's going to take a while to develop if he ever does. So this team was not ready this past year. So I don't think they were telling the truth even last offseason. And I know the Pistons fans got a letter from Weaver saying that this is not what they wanted and they wanted to be better next year or they want to be better next year. They want to turn this thing around immediately. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I don't believe that. Some of the reports about who they're going after as head coach signal to me that they maybe want to go for a developmental route. I, 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 who knows? I, I really don't know. This is going to be one of the most interesting off-seasons I've... I, I, I don't want to say covered because I've only been doing this for a few years. But just as a Pistons fan, over the last decade plus, this is going to be one of the most interesting off-seasons that, that I've witnessed as a Pistons fan watching this team. Because I truly don't know what direction they'll go in and what they want to do. So it, it'll be interesting. We'll see what they do. Um... There's many different avenues they can go down, and we have no idea which one they'll do. So, we'll see what happens, but I really don't have an answer for you guys about what I think they'll do. Um, anyways, let's move on to the next question. Um, this one's from Jamera on Twitter. says, what would you like to see the Pistons do with the fifth pick and the players they could trade for? Thank you, Q, and my thoughts and prayers are with your family. Thank you. And again, I want to take time out and say thank you to you guys who continue to have my wife and your guys' thoughts and prayers. Um, there's been a, so many of you guys that have reached out to us, reached out to me um, through DMs, through comments, through, through, through everything. Um, so uh, we really do appreciate that, all the love you guys continue to give us. Um, but anyways, to the earlier part of your question about the Pistons, what I think they'll do with the fifth pick, who they should select. Um, I just told you guys my board on the last episode, I believe. Um, my board as of right now, and this has changed like four or five times over the last two weeks. Like that's how close these prospects are, I believe, um, to each other. So right now I got Asar Thompson and Jairus Walker at the very top. I got Taylor Hendricks right behind them. And then Cam Whitmore behind Taylor Hendricks. And I know some people are really high in Cam Whitmore. I, I see why. I understand why. Um, but I, I, the only confirmation, the only thing I can say for sure that I think this team will do with that fifth overall pick, the only for sure thing is that I, it will be a three or a four guy. It's not going to be another guard. It's not going to be a center. It's going to be a guy on the wing or at the forward position that can fit next to Jalen Duren. So that's all I can say right now. I don't know who they're going to pick. It's so close. You're, you're splitting hairs with so many different players. It's about what you want. What do you believe in their upside? Do you want better on their upside? It's just... If the Pistons got a higher pick, I think you would know. If they got four, three, two, or one, you would have a better idea of who they're going to get. At five, there's just so many outcomes that they could they could go with, and that's not even taking into account the outcomes of guys we predict will go top four, potentially falling to five. What happens then? So, it, it's again, this goes back to the earlier question that we just answered. This is going to be an incredibly interesting offseason, and part of that, what's going to be interesting, is who they decide to go at the fifth overall pick. But I told you guys, those are my rankings as of right now of who I would go with. Um, another question um, from Jamera is, who are some names that you want the Pistons to pursue in free agency? Um, real quick, Cam Johnson, uh, Yuto Antanabe, uh, maybe a Kelly Oubre, possibly Grant Williams. Um, of those guys of that build 
that are like wing guys and, and, and can help boost the wing room. Cause I I've told you guys many, many times in the podcast, I think the Detroit Pistons had the worst wing room in the entire NBA. And I'm not joking. Like they need to really boost that room. So guys of the build that I just mentioned, those are some guys that I would really, um, that I would really go after. Um, but moving on to the next question, this one's from Pepega Jones. Says, "How many wins would we have to get if we stay healthy to call next season a success? And who's your favorite for the head coaching job? Um, for the head coaching job, I don't have a favorite anymore. I just want this thing to be over with. Like, I, it's, I, I, I don't. I've lost so much like interest and care in the in the head coaching job at this point. Like, it's just like, just at this point, I've told you guys what my thoughts were in the last podcast." Just hire, let, let Troy Weaver get his guy, Kevin Ollie. It's quite clear that's who he wants. Maybe some of the other front office members don't want him. Maybe Tom Gores isn't the biggest fan. But let it, Weaver wants Kevin Ollie. Let him hire Kevin Ollie. Just get it over with. Let him hire him. And hopefully he's the right hire. Hopefully Weaver is right. Um, but when it comes to wins, to feel like next season was a success as long as everyone stays healthy, I would say around, I would say around 32 to 35 wins would be enough to call it call it a success because then you'd be saying that they were basically this year's Orlando Magic where they're competitive in every game. There was a point in the season where it looked like maybe they could push for the play-in, um, that kind of thing. They're competitive. They're fighting for the play-in. They're showing clear signs of development, and people are looking at the team, and it's like, yep, they're coming. They're next. Um, so that's, that's what I think would have to be a success um, for the Pistons next season. I don't think it has to be play-in. I don't think it has to be above 500. I don't think that's realistic, especially after winning 17 games. Um, but I do think that simply being, I've said this before, simply being this year's Orlando magic next year, I think would be a good, uh, a, a, a good standard to set it to, to, for a success next season, next season with the Detroit Pistons. Um, so that's my thoughts with that. Let me know what you guys think about all the questions I answered here, um, in the comment section down below or over on Twitter coming up, we'll answer some more questions, including, should the Pistons go after another first-round pick? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And one of the favorite things I, I love about FanDuel is that you can make these same-game parlays. You can take the over and guys' assists, points, rebounds all in the same exact one you can pick the winner money line you can take the spread and you, you can put it all into the exact same game parlay it's a safe and secure app and you get paid instantly and there's great promotions every single day too on FanDuel I love the app I think it's extremely useful especially for someone who's into obviously into betting um, so definitely FanDuel is one of my go-to's Really love FanDuel. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. All right, another question that I got a few, quite a few times was, should the Pistons package Boyan and 31 to get back into the lottery, to get back into the first round? 
and and get another first round pick and select with it. Um, this is the problem. Would I want them to do that? Yes, I think it would be. Um, I think it would be good to do so. I want them to get another young player. This draft is really good. This class is really good. A lot of people talk about how 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 deep it is. Um, so if they can get another first round pick in this wing heavy draft too, it's wing heavy. If they can get another pick in this draft and get another wing, I would love it. But if they were to do that, I feel like that would signal more of developmental year next year. Because expecting rookies, especially ones who are 18, 19, 20 years old, to come in and impact winning at an NBA level their first year, it does not happen like that. It just doesn't happen. So if they were to do that and they were to trade their veteran guy who can do that in Boyan, it would mean that they're, I feel like it would mean that they're going for more development next season instead of trying to really try to win now. And I don't know what their direction is. That's first. And second, I don't know if Boyan and 31 can get you another first-round pick. I, actually, you know what? I take that back. Let me hold on. Let me clarify that. Actually, I don't know if Boyan and Thirty One can get you high back into the first round. Like I think maybe Boyan and Thirty One can get you back into the twenties. Like maybe Indiana, who there have been reported that they are trying to move their picks for win now players. Maybe you can trade Boyan and Thirty One for twenty six and twenty nine. You can then you can get two first, or you end up with three, but you're getting two two extra first. Maybe you can do that. Um, maybe you can trade Boyan and 31 for, to Portland for 23. Um, maybe, maybe Brooklyn doesn't want their picks. Maybe they want a Boyan. Maybe they go after him. Um, maybe Houston, maybe Houston at 20. Maybe they'll take a Boyan and 31 for 20. Like, that's why I think they can get to with it. Maybe, maybe Boyan 31 to 19 with Golden State. Obviously they're trying to bolster up their, their roster and they don't have, you know, needs for another young guy. Um, with that, with, with Steph Curry's timeline, like that's where I think they're at. And then the, the furthest I can see it, to be honest, is like maybe LA, you give the Lakers have 17, maybe you get Boyan 31 to LA for 17 and, and a salary filler to match contracts. Um, if they have to do that, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm not looking at the salary cap stuff, so I could be off with that with the salary. But like, that's my overall thought process about getting another first. I don't know if Boyan and 31 is getting you back up into like the top four in, into the lottery. I don't think that's going to happen. I know a lot of people believe that Boyan and 31 can get you 10 with Dallas. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's. I don't think Dallas does that. I don't think he's Boyan's worth that type of value. So I don't think that can happen. So if they do use it. One, it would signal to me that they're going to more developmental route. I don't know if they want to do that. And two, I don't know how much higher they could really get with 31. Maybe the Pacers, like I said, maybe the Nets, the Rockets, and the, and the Golden State. And that's the highest there is 19. So at that point, now you're asking, is it worth it to move that high? Well, if the Pistons are really high on a guy that's there and they, they, they think they can grab him right there, sure. But I'm not sure. I don't know. So we'll see what happens. Um and we'll answer one more question, and then we'll get up out of here. A very short podcast today, um, not keeping you guys too long. Um, but we'll answer one more question. And this one is from uh, – I. oh, my God, I just lost it. Um, where'd it go? Oh, this one was from Seymour on Twitter. I'm sorry. I can, like my. I have all the questions pulled up on my computer and just, like, refreshed on me. Um, this one's from Seymour. He says, I was thinking in the shower – I, I, you know, I, I appreciate the dedication of being a Pistons fan that you got that, you know, thinking about the Pistons in the shower, like 
you know, the Pistons don't cause many happy, much happiness for fans, but, you know, it, it, that just shows you how dedicated fans are to where you're thinking about the Pistons offseason while in the shower. Like, that that requires a lot of loyalty and, and commitment to this team. But anyways, the question is, that you have, is will the coaching change and how much could it benefit seven, which is Killian Hayes? Could we possibly see him propelled into a mid-tier backup or is it time to start giving up on that hope? I don't believe it's time to be giving up on him being a backup point guard. I think he saw. I think you saw some legit improvements in areas this year, especially as a pull-up shooter. You saw him have create like an actual go-to offensively. It wasn't consistent, but you actually saw the makings of an NBA, a legit NBA player. Is he one right now? No. But in the previous years, you didn't see that legit making. Like it was like okay, you need to see it. Like you actually see it on the floor. This past season, you got long stretches of seeing how he can be a legit NBA player. You saw the makings of an NBA player. So they should, I, I, you shouldn't be giving up on him as a backup point guard. That's just my opinion. If you're doing that, you probably never liked him to begin with. I don't think you should be giving up on him as a backup, but I don't think the coaching change should impact him much at all. I think he needs to come ready next year to prove that he can be a backup point guard, maybe more in his future by becoming a better outside shooter. By showing that the last 15 games, when he was averaging around 3.4 free throw attempts a game, that that increase in drawing free throws is something that he's learned and will continue to do. Like, that's the kind of thing, Whether whoever his coach is, Killian has to prove that, and he has to actually remain consistent in the, in the stretches that he showed. If he can do that, he'll be more than just a fine backup point guard. But that doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think the head coaching job depends on that. That that's all about his own development, his own work, uh, his work work ethic in this in this off season. That's that's dependent on that. It's not dependent on the coaching the coaching job. So, don't think it has too much to do with it. But that's the last question we're going to answer today. There's a ton of other questions. We'll probably make another mailbag later on this week and answer more questions. So if you didn't hear your question answered, just stay tuned. You'll probably hear it later on this week. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first list of every single day. Free and available on all your podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button at the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star review whenever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe. Enjoy these playoffs. I'm picking the Nuggets to win the championship. Let me know who you guys are picking. And until next time, peace out.